Welcome to Ethan in Action. I'm your host, Ethan Bow. I'm joined here by Peter. Today we are talking Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Pot 1. We watched it together. Yes, we did. But I lied to you. <laughs> no! I lied to you. You betrayed me. I actually watched it before, the night before. Oh, did you? Yeah. So when we watched it together, it was the second time I watched it. <laughs> How dare you? I feel I, like you're ripping I, off the mask. <laughs> I honestly believe that, especially new movies, you have to watch them twice to truly immerse yourself and grasp it. Because I'll give you an example. When I watched John Wick 4, mm-hmm. the first round was a bit of a slog. Mm-hmm. The second and third rounds were fun <laughs> as hell. Yeah. Um, so I, have, I might have a slightly different perspective on the film than you do. Okay. So let's talk about it. How did you feel about Mission 7? Dead. All right. Reckoning. So overall opinions on it, I, I'm, I'm a little mixed to be honest. Um, for me, it's a little. I would put it on lower tier of the Mission Impossible movies, comparing all of them. Uh, oh wait, hold on, sorry. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> we're, we're gonna spoil this oh, movie. Yeah, total spoiler. We're spoil everything. <laughs> and also at the end, we are going to list our top ten mo- modern day action heroes. All right. But spoiler alert, go. Go. Your thoughts. All right. Uh, so, yeah, I was a little mixed on this movie. I I am thoroughly entertained. Like, no, no, can't take that away from the movie. Uh, really entertaining. Uh, the villain did not work that well for me. I, I didn't like the entity as a villain. But what um, about Isai Morales? Great performance, but I, I still... His, Gabriel? Yeah. I, the, the motivation, everything behind it just didn't work for me. The retconning of him... Killing Tom Cruise's wife or girlfriend or whoever. They don't make it clear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and maybe it might be cl- get cl- more clear in part two. Who knows? It's, it's very it's ambiguous because <laughs> you listen to podcasts talk about this. Everybody has a different take on that event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh, for me. Like I, I, I was like trying to remember back to part one. Like, did this happen in part one? Because I thought like the way they shot it, it seemed like a scene. Out Why would you one. think that? I don't know. He has long hair in the flashback. Does he? Yes. Okay. Okay. Part yeah. one, he has like a buzz cut. Well, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. So certain parts narratively did not work for me, or just did not as um, draw me in as certain aspects of other movies. Uh, and as we go through it, I'm going to talk more about the action scenes. But I, I felt like action-wise, it wasn't like new things that I've seen before that I got to follow where like follow just was blew me away with their action scenes. Uh, this one, I felt it, it was a little either derivative or paying homage to a lot of things that I've kind of seen before. And while I still totally love what I saw on the screen, I was like, Oh, that's, that's cool. I, I love your take on it, but you know, I've seen it before. Um, yeah. So that, just a little bit of taste of the overall thoughts. How so on first viewing, I found it very clunky. Mm-hmm. Very convoluted. Mm-hmm. On second viewing, I enjoyed it a lot more. Yeah. On second viewing, on second viewing, I was able to appreciate the storytelling and the action. Uh, for example, the airport stuff with Haley Atwell, where she takes the key. All that. that whole scene, even though it's not an action scene, it's so thrilling. Oh yeah, that's one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> There's in the whole movie. just something about that scene. It's so yeah. well done. Yeah. The the entity itself. Although it is very relevant in our culture right mm-hmm. now, the fact that it's controlling the flow of information. So topical. 
and not to mention the submarine. Like, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> like, too soon. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> totally. Like, We're touching on that already. Like, whoa. But, I mean, they made this movie like five years ago. But, um, that, like, really pulls in the whole entity thing. Like, it knew. It, it knew. knew. They knew. <laughs> um, no, I'm not really that into the plot. Mm-hmm. But, I, I mean, I kind of came to accept that. What I think it's more it's more of a character driven thing. If that's that's how I viewed it the second time. The first time around, you're kind of like you know put put the dots together, the story, and you, that's just a fool's error. That's just not gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it won't happen. I, it's more of a character thing. Um, because even with Fallout, like the story of Fallout, it's pretty wonky itself. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's more about how Ethan refuses to lose and how he won't sacrifice a team member. That theme carries out in this movie so eloquently how when they were recruiting Haley Atwell how he's like how he's like I will always care about your life more than my own yeah so it's, it, it's a theme that's carried out throughout every movie maybe not two so much uh, I'm trying to remember if it cared but, but like every one of those movies has that theme no like, it was really just six <laughs> five uh, didn't really have that <laughs> No, I think it did. No, it didn't. They're, they're very different things. It ha- it only happens in six. That's when it's like fully there. That theme. Five was more about. Five was more about. Uh, they were questioning his his like motivations. Because remember, even Brand, how he's like, "Do you want to do this, or you just want to beat him?" That's that was the character arc of for five. For six, it was about him saving his teammates because he didn't want to sacrifice Vig Rames. In the beginning, that was the setup, and that theme carried over to seven now. So that's the theme. The plot doesn't really matter all that much. So when I watch it from those lens on the second beam, I'm like, this is much better because mm-hmm. it's ultimately what it boils down to is just action scenes. Let's let's be honest. Yeah. That's what nowadays the, it is. That's what the series is. <laughs> yeah, it's not about story because even if you watch the first movie, like the very first Mission Impossible movie, the story doesn't matter there either. Uh, I would say the story matters there most. The knock list? <laughs> Shut up. The knock list? No one cares about the knock list. <laughs> like, they forget about it halfway through. They're like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> so it's a fake. Yeah, whatever. Like, none of the story. The only movie where the story is legit, the center point, I would say was three. Because <laughs> he has to save his wife. That's like the only one. And I would argue it's probably the weakest one of the bunch. But the best villain. <laughs> Yeah, but I would say story doesn't even matter in these movies. It's there, or sorry, let me rephrase that. Plot doesn't matter in this movie because there's plot and there's story. Mm-hmm. So the plot is what happens. The story is what the movie's actually about. So the plot in this movie is him fighting AI, but the story is really about him caring about his teammates, how he's willing to sacrifice himself for them. Mm-hmm. That's the story. Um, but no, on second viewing, it's much more enjoyable because it's so clunky. <laughs> if you actually like dig your brain and use your brain cells to actually yeah. think about the plot. You're like, yeah, <laughs> so convoluted. <laughs> I don't really, it's like, okay, they got to get this key to prove this other key is real. And then <laughs> find out who's buying and turns out who their work for is buying it. <laughs> yeah. Forget about that. Yeah. The MacGuffin, like, like the, is that the most MacGuffin thing that's ever MacGuffin? Ever? <laughs> no, the most MacGuffin thing would be like three where they literally said they don't the, even care. The rabbit's foot. Yeah. They literally say they don't care. <laughs> They're like, well, yeah, it doesn't matter what it does. We got to get it. We would have got to get it. Um, but those are my feelings. I felt, um, okay, let's, let's pivot here. What did you think about the introduction of Haley Atwell? Oh, I loved it. Like I love her joining the crew uh 
she brings a little bit of levity to the everything, like where everyone's super serious. So it's it's nice to get this like little bit of like an outsider perspective of like joining a team, and like it also brought in the whole like origin element of how you actually become an IMF agent, which is interesting. Yeah, they never really, totally recon. Yeah, they totally recon everything. That. So like her coming in, but like that also raises a question for me: like, is is it that IMF agents are all like former criminals, or like are they basically? Like, I think that's what they're trying to say in this yeah, one. Because they're like, if if that's this case, they're like the the uh, Brotherhood of the Night Watch, <laughs> of Game mm-hmm. of Thrones, or like Suicide Squad, or people that are like forced to be. That's in this what they're group. trying to say, so, yeah. Because yeah. even Vic Rames, Vic Rames is one of those guys too. Because in the first one, he was a criminal. Did they say that he was a criminal? Yeah, he was. Because yeah. remember, they had to work with criminals to uh, steal the Noclus and Langley. Right, right. Because Ving Rames and uh, Jean Reno, they were criminals. They were yeah. bad guys. Yeah. So they had to recruit them. <laughs> and I guess he gave him a choice and he joined the IMF. Mm-hmm. And Simon Pegg, he was never a criminal, but they kind of kind of say that when he, was, uh, <laughs> when he was guiding Ethan while he was running through Shanghai. He's like, or China. He's like, oh, I just ate it and abetted a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> Another one. So they gave him the choice. Yeah. Um, Haley Atwell is a f- well fine addition. She, she was made for this world. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it. <laughs> I don't think it is, but it does kind of feel like she's basically just replacing Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah. Like, it, it's weird that they have to like kill off one to like put another. One. Like, why can't there be more than one woman <laughs> on the team? <laughs> it's always got to be one. <laughs> yeah, I would. I honestly would have preferred if they killed someone else like Benji or even Ving Rhames or Luther. Like, Ving Rhames was really just acting on his own through the whole movie, so mm-hmm. why yeah. not just kill him off? Yeah, I remember I turned to you. I was like, yeah, yeah, he's not in the same room. Yeah, your whole eyeline thing. And you're like, oh my god, yeah, you like totally shattered the glass. Like, yeah. right now all, all I can see is them just looking like at weird places on the screen. And, yeah, Ving Rhames yeah. basically shot this movie in two days. Yeah, He was on quote-unquote set yeah. for two days. Because if you watch, there are no two shots with him. Like, yeah. he's never with anyone else. If it is, it's, like, probably Simon Pegg, Benji, for a brief second. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very obvious that he's in his own, like, little corner. Yeah. And they're, they are not looking at each other at all. And, like, what he does for the team, really, it's Benji now. That's, so he's, he's not really needed anymore. And I think it would have affected it a lot more because, like, he's been there from the first movie. So for him to be killed off, it, yeah. And plus, they have different skill sets. Rebecca Ferguson's character and Haley Atwell. Yeah, totally different. They, they could have had both, <laughs> but it does feel <laughs> it does feel Bridging like it. they basically got rid of her just to fit in, fit, uh, Haley Atwell to replace Rebecca Ferguson. Like a like I'm this this is totally I'm not facts what I'm saying. It's like oh like a hotter younger. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I don't believe in any of those because nope. Haley Atwell is actually older <laughs> than Rebecca Ferguson. They're both beautiful, beautiful They women. are gorgeous. But Haley Atwell is... Mm, mm. Oh my God. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> she came on screen and... Like, just... Uh, it's Not to sound creepy, but like everything she wore in this was like so cool, but like sexy as well. Like her vest. Like, just, uh, yeah. like she could pull off a damn vest. She is a stunner. <laughs> yeah. Now... W- I know they're trying to make it seem like a romance going on. Um, not sure if I really like that. <laughs> for Haley Atwell or for... Haley Atwell and Tom Cruise. Because <laughs> yeah. um, him and Ferguson obviously have a romance going on. Like, legit. <laughs> Though they would never kiss on screen. <laughs> but they, 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 they did it off screen on this one. <laughs> yeah. 
Because on rewatch, I noticed that. On, on the first watch, I didn't really notice. But yeah, on rewatch, I noticed this. I'm like, mm, there's yeah. that technically sexual chemistry. But. No, no, it's the Venice part. They legit had sex. It's <laughs> off camera. Because uh, she cuddles next to him on the roof and then just goes to black. Then they're on the boat staring at each other longingly. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, they did it. <laughs> but still don't kiss. And uh, I even re well, I, I rewatched Ghost Protocol. He kind of has that thing with Paula Patton, too, mm-hmm. where he just kisses her out of nowhere. He's like, don't punch me. <laughs> it's so weird because like, she's all like traumatized about Josh Holloway dying, yeah. who's like, her actual man. And yeah. I'd choose Josh Holloway over Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, moving on. Let's talk the action scenes. Yeah. Uh, did any one of them... Well, you said you didn't really care for any of them, really. Actually, so the chase scene. I did really like the chase scene because they threw a little wrench in it in with Rome? the whole handcuffed. In Rome? Uh, in Rome, <laughs> which yeah, which I haven't seen Fast X yet, but yes, I've, I've heard. seen Fast X. Yeah, so yeah, the, the, that comes back into the play where like <laughs> we kind of seen these kind of things before. Uh, but I I like their take on it. And uh, you've been to Rome, you've been down those steps and mm-hmm. and everything. Uh, give, give us a little your taste. On this. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Because I've been there and the hotel I stayed at was literally in the central area. Mm-hmm. So I actually know that area pretty well. And when I watch it, I'm like, oh, yeah, they're <laughs> it's a movie. Like, they're like down this street and then they're on this street and then they're like on the other side of the city. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? But what I did like was um, so they do have that scene where they, the buggy, uh, the Volkswagen. Is it a Volkswagen? Uh, it's the a buggy? Fiat. The Fiat. Yeah. So it goes down the Spanish steps. Yeah. Now, there is a scene in Fast X where they go down the Spanish steps. But in Fast X, they actually shoot in another Italian city because mm-hmm. they they can't do stuff on there because it's so sacred. But then I watch this. I'm like, oh, my God. They legit drove down the stairs of the Spanish steps. Why do you think the budget's so high? I'm like, oh, my God. Because when I when I was there, they would, there's cops there all the time. Yeah. And when people sit on the steps, they, like, blow a whistle at them. Like, get up! Like, so- you, you're not allowed to sit on the steps. But, like, these guys got away with driving down the steps. Tom Cruise has more juice than Vin Diesel <laughs> as a producer. Now I, you know. <laughs> I don't think he does because even Tom Cruise, the way he just explained, he said he did a lot of things that weren't allowed. He what, actually they just did it. They yeah, just like, <laughs> yeah. He said that. He's like, yeah, we were we're getting shut down, but we just did it. <laughs> I thought it was more of a COVID thing, but <laughs> apparently. Nope. Okay, so you got the Italian Rome chase. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the next one, which would be. We just jump to the finale or the 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 base jump, base jump, yeah, yeah, jump. onto the train, yeah, mm-hmm. which was mostly seen in the trailer. Already, it was, so, yeah, that is a weak point. Yeah, yeah, because it's, it's getting there. Because like even in Rogue Nation, like you saw most of him hanging out of the plane in the trailer. Uh, it, it's becoming a whole trailer thing where like you're they're blowing their load too quick. They are, but that's what gets people in the seats, right? Yeah. That that's the whole argument. Yeah, um, I. <laughs> I do like the little uh, where Benji is like yelling at him before he makes a jump. I like, I'm really stressed right now, but you just got to do it. And now Tom's talk, basically talking about how dangerous it is. He's like, we're close to the mountain. It's, not work. it's like, wow, you literally just probably wrote that on set. <laughs> One little nitpick about the Benji part. The, I know like the entity probably wanted Tom to get into the train and everything, but like Benji trusting his car to like be fully automated mm-hmm. while he sits on the passenger seat to do it. Like, come on, Benji. You like, they literally like, tricked you, Tom, and copying your voice. And you're like, all right, I'll trust this automated, fully automated car to take over. Uh. Well, that's why he has that look. 
I, when he when he goes over, he looks over to the driver's seat. He's like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's talk about the train fight with Isai Morales. Mm-hmm. I know this time around... It's real. Like, they're actually on that train, and it's moving 16 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. But I actually think the first train fight is a lot more, a lot better, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, yes. <laughs> Theatrically and thrilling-wise, yeah. I, I felt, um, yeah, it, it was much more exhilarating in the first one compared to this. They also cut too much on the punches. Like, it, it was like, punch, cut, punch, cut, punch, mm-hmm. cut. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. It's unfortunate. <laughs> I got more like when they were doing more of the crawling and like shifting side to side to avoid the lights and all that. Like I got like a speed vibe from yeah. it. Dennis yeah, Hopper, yeah. Keanu Reeves on the uh, subway. Yeah, or even uh, Skyfall. Like it's very similar to the opening of Skyfall yeah. too. Like did did you watch the featurette stuff? No, no. So like you don't know how much practical they went with that stuff or what was digital. Well, I know they I know they were on the pl- train. Yeah. But I mean, kudos to them. I, I'm, it's cool that they were actually on the train. Yeah. Um, it's just maybe the CGI is not strong enough mm-hmm. to support it because the CGI in it, one it, was better. Yeah, like, <laughs> the CGI in this kind of pulled me out of it a little bit as well. <laughs> a little bit, so, a little yeah. bit. Um, overall, I, I still like. I love trains. I always love a good old fight on the train. Mm-hmm. Um, good for that. Uh, let's move on to the. Okay, let's talk about the base shop a little bit. So. The one shot that wasn't in all the build-up of the promotion trailers that really like kind of like caught my eye. Mm-hmm. So they, so obviously we see the shot where he drives off the cliff and he drives down. Cool shot, what have you. Then all of a sudden there's like a shot in mid-air while he's diving, and like there's probably another base jumper right next to him on the camera <laughs> turning right to the see same him. guy that jumped out of the hill. <laughs> yeah, I was like, whoa, that's actually a pretty cool shot. Like show that. Yeah, <laughs> they should just hold on that for a long time. I hope that's practical. Too. <laughs> that that looked practical. That looked pretty real. Yeah, but most likely it's probably one of those shots where they um they probably couldn't get that angle, and if they did, it's only for like twenty seconds. Mm-hmm. So they could probably only use like ten seconds of it. Yeah, but that shot, <laughs> use that. That was cool. <laughs> Uh, I actually just want to touch on, like, so, so this base jump, like, probably, like, one of the coolest cruise stunts. Um, what would you actually place as, like, the, the best cruise stunt so far in all of the... Dubai. Dubai? Still, yeah. <laughs> Dubai is number yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. I really like Dubai. Yeah. Um, this one's cool. I, I liked how he, did you hear how they moved uh, shooting schedule? They shot this first in case he died. <laughs> in case he died. Yeah, they oh they, they actually shot this in case and they even had a plan B yeah. to work in his death. Like in the story. <laughs> oh my god. Seriously? Yeah. Look, I don't want to da- cool as that as like a producer. <laughs> yeah, look, I don't want to downplay it. This is a pretty cool stunt. Like yeah. granted, we were kind of spoiled with the promotions what have you. But this is like a legit no, it's dangerous amazing stunt. stunt. It's this is amazing. This is dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cool stunt. Evil can evil wouldn't do this. <laughs> <laughs> great stuff, great yeah. stuff. Um, okay, so there's a few things I want to touch on. Um, it's because a lot of podcasters and people have talked about numerous times talked about this. Mm-hmm. The scene where they talk about the entity before the, the green smoke part in the beginning. Oh my god, yes, <laughs> actually, I had this in my notes too. Yeah, what did you think? <laughs> so, <laughs> the, the way it was delivered, it was so funny to me. The uh, each like what is it like four or five? Like, I think it's 
three. Three? Okay. Yeah. It felt like four or five just with all the cuts. Oh, Kittredge cuts until four. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> the way it was delivered, it felt like I, I can just imagine like being those people in real life and like having to like rehearse. And well, like, they're not there. You know that, right? I know. I know, I know why it was put together. Like yeah. this, because obviously they're not everyone's there. shooting. <laughs> but the way it was delivered on screen and, and what you... To going into this and having to deliver this speech to the Carrie Ellis character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, okay, you're going to say this line and then I'm going to cut right in with this line. It's going to blow him away. Like, I just imagine them like doing a Zoom meeting and like rehearsing this whole speech. Well, chances are they probably all said the same thing and they just cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They probably all said the exact same lines of dialogue and they just cut between them. Yeah. No, I'm just thinking of it for more like if you were that actual movie character <laughs> oh. and then like how they delivered those lines, it just, it was so funny to me. Well, the thing is when I saw that scene the first time, I thought it was the AI talking. <laughs> I thought the AI had controlled him somehow. Yeah. It would make a lot more sense. Yeah, it would, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's, that's how people talk in real life. <laughs> well, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I could let it slide. Cause I thought it was pretty cinematic. I mm-hmm. thought it was cool. I thought it was creepy to be honest. Mm-hmm. When I saw it, I was like, Whoa, because I, I like I remember I turned to you I'm like Metal Gear Solid 2 oh yeah, oh, yeah. the ending of Metal Gear Solid 2 when the colonel just goes haywire and spouts all this weird information like that's cool mm-hmm. I just wish they didn't again blow their load I wish it was like near the end of the movie mm-hmm. wouldn't that could be cool if it's like revealed that the entity can hijack people now and they all like talk like that <laughs> yeah but that's actually a little trick that they, that they do in the first scene so in the first scene obviously none of those people are there they're all in separate rooms. Uh, what they do is they do tight shots, like single shots. Mm-hmm. And then when it, the shots on Carrie Ellis, Ulis, how do you, Elwes. Ulis? <laughs> Elways. <laughs> Robin Hood Men in Tights guy. Yep. She knows the sh- when the shot on him, uh, they're they're all body doubles in the background. And they're all like all out of uh, out of focus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they do that for the rest of the movie. Yeah, Bing Rains, big time. <laughs> yeah. It's all like body he's only acting with body doubles the entire time. Mm. And sometimes they digitally like stitch him in in the background. He just walks on. Yeah. yeah. So, do you think COVID played that like huge? Like, it's it's really noticeable in this movie with the whole COVID and everything that came into it. Well, keep in the, mind they were shooting at COVID. Yeah, like during the major pandemic. Because most uh, movies were shot they, either before or after COVID, and they were shut down like two, three times yeah. during the actual production. Yeah. So. so I think what happened was they they started production, and then COVID happened. So they only shot like probably like, I don't know twenty minutes. Yeah. Then COVID happened because the Batman, when the Batman shut down, they already shot more than half the movie. Mm-hmm. That's why that look, that movie kind of looks normal. Um, but yeah, it's very noticeable. noticeable. Yeah, especially like me coming from like an indie film background where I know the tricks where you're trying to like make it seem like these people are in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> like ah, I know what you did. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. So how would you rate this movie out of ten? On first view. On first viewing, I. Give it a seven. I enjoyed it, but it's not top tier for me. Same. I gave it a seven out of ten. Mm-hmm. Um, on first viewing, I kind of had a lower viewing because mm-hmm. I was trying too hard on the plot. But on the second view, I was like, you know what? Let's look at the story. <laughs> Just Ethan Hunt trying to save his friends, people he loves. That's all that matters. And on that, I gave it like a seven point five. It's an eight okay. out of ten. Okay. I definitely enjoyed it the second time around. Also, another thing that I want to touch on is this is almost like kind of like a – I know it's a two-parter, but it's almost like starting a new series because, yeah, one through three, they're not really connected, but they're still part of the series, and they kind of have that arc where 
single guy, this and that, but then 30 gets married, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Four, five, and six are like their own mini trilogy. Because mm-hmm. four is like a soft reboot in a ways. Now he's like divorced. Yeah, they, they were almost going to actually reboot everything. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> now, yeah, exactly. With Brant and uh, Jen, Renner. Yeah. Remember. <laughs> four, five, and six is like, four is like a soft reboot where it's like, okay, he's like divorced. He's going figure, to figure out what he wants to do in life, what he wants to do. And then five is when, okay, now he wants to save everybody. He can't let his team die. And six is, you know, peak shit. <laughs> five yeah. and six, I mean. Yeah. And five, five was like, he's still figuring out. He's like, is he just trying to best this guy? <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, well, what is your motivation, Ethan? You just want to be better than this guy? <laughs> and six is like, I do it for my friends. <laughs> Not family. <laughs> okay. Wait. Top. For, uh, sorry. First, before we move to the topic. Uh, yeah. Seven, seven is like a reboot. Seven is like a two-parter. It's like yeah. a new series now. For the next part two, do you have a prediction for what Tom Cruise's big stunt will be? Well, I already know what it is. Oh, do you? It's the plain one. They marketed a bit, bit of it already. Did they? Yeah. What's he doing? It's like, you know that uh, old school crop crop duster plane? Yeah. It's the one where he did an interview. I was like, hey, guys. Oh, he's like sitting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he, okay. yeah, there, and Chris McQuarrie posted a picture on his birthday. It's just him hanging outside being flipped around on that plane. Mm. That's the big stunt. Okay. Is there another one? I don't know, yeah, but that's all yeah. I know. Because I like I didn't know about that, so like I was trying to think in my head like what he could do next, and then they whole they ended the whole thing with the sub being in the Arctic and everything like that. There'll be a submarine stunt. So like That'd I could cool. I could see them like doing like Tom Cruise doing like like a free dive down into the 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 sub. Do you know what a free dive is? Like yeah. where they yeah they go down without no oxygen, no equipment at all. Him going down like and like professional free divers like hold their breath for like over like 10 minutes like which is crazy in my mind he already did it in uh (laughs) six minutes but now he's gonna do it for 10 (laughs) yeah Uh, like he's even doing that or like using like the titan sub to get down there which is like the biggest (laughs) stunt ever the ocean the ocean (laughs) yeah that'd be rough or james cameron's sub that one's like that's so safe though yeah that's actually made of titanium not made of whatever cardboard the other thing was um no, I, I well, Macquarie himself said that. Ooh, after these next two movies, because everybody's like, "Are they going to space?" He's like, "After seven and eight, you'll want to stay on Earth." <laughs> That's a good line. <laughs> it is, but I mean, uh, the train definitely feels like a rehash of one. Um, yeah, like I, I'm not saying I wasn't impressed. Like I, I, I was impressed by like the base jump mm-hmm. or not the base jump, the motorcycle stud. Evil Knievel, but the the train stuff didn't like. I know what went into filming it, but it didn't come off on screen as impressive, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, oh, we didn't even talk about the Uncharted part. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, basically like, Uncharted. Yeah, the Uncharted Which, part. Where yeah, my running favorite the train. Uncharted Two is my favorite like Uncharted game. So <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it, that's what when I was like saying before, like how it, it felt like it was taking things from other medias or other movies or whatever. You just, you just didn't say what media. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't actually name anything. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, totally. It, um, the whole chain sequence and jumping through the trains and everything like that. It's very Nathan Drake. (laughs) You know, there's, uh, there's a lot of, um, I don't want to say, uh, how do I explain this? Not cop cop outs, but where they, don't show the ending of the sequence and just the sequence after. I'll give you an example. Okay. Rome chase. So he's stuck in the car, handcuffed to it. A train's coming. 
Ah, uh, yes. Then it yeah. just shows him on the other side. Yeah, that, bothered like, ah. me. that bothered me because like he was actually like literally stuck. He's, he's there's gonna, no way he's gonna know. He's gonna like. die. <laughs> there's that. Yeah. And then there's the train part where you know Palm Palm Clef Mantis from Guardians. Yep. She grabs him and they're like, Come on, climb up. And it just cuts to the train falling and they're up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, <laughs> they're just standing there. I'm so. not really a fan of those, yeah. but I, I feel like you can get away with those like once. But if you do it twice. <laughs> yeah, you're getting into like kind of superhero territory. Now. That kind of like, that goes into like Fast Seven territory, or even the um. Did they do that before in any of the other movies? I don't know. They normally show the they, the whole sequence. Yeah, like, him getting out of there. And, yeah. yeah, or even the or even the train part where the parachute goes through, which makes no sense. By the yeah. way, yeah, <laughs> for him to land exactly in the right spot to, but not to it mention, seemed like he it was an accident, not like that he actually planned. Like it, it was it was there. funny. The sequence was funny, but the fact that like. He didn't explode yeah. <laughs> going through a train. <laughs> yeah, he didn't go through the window. He went through the literal yeah. train. That's when they crossed the line a bit. That's when they kind of like go, went into like cartoon character. Massive and Furious <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But hey, it's forgivable. You know what? Most of it's practical. I appreciate the movie for what it is and the fact that it is mostly real. Like you can't ask for more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I don't think it's the best action movie of the summer. <laughs> No, like or no, we've theater. had some really good action. This yeah, year. John Wick four, like Creed three. Then come Extraction on, Extraction two. <gasps> oh, I love that movie. <laughs> I love that. I do another love that Uncharted movie. two train sequence. A little bit. Uh, okay, top three mission movies. Go top three. Yeah, from one to three or just all anything? of them. All right, top three. Uh, Fallout. I'm gonna have Fallout number one. Mission Impossible, number two. Ghost Protocol, number three. Nice. I have the very first one. It's still my favorite. It's number one. Yeah. Fallout, number two. Yeah. Then I'm going to go with... Um, it always goes back and forth. Because they, they have areas where they're weak in and they're not. Like for, It's between uh, Ghost Protocol and, um, and uh, Rogue Nation. Because yeah. like, Ghost Protocol is sick for stunts. But mm-hmm. like weak ending, weak villain... Five has sick ending, great story, week for stunts. Yeah. So it really depends. Yeah. I mean, for me right now, gun to my head, I'd say Ghost Protocol. So one, six, four. One, six, four. Yeah. Yeah. Grow, um, Rogue Nation has really grown in my estimation from mm. when I first mm. watched it because I finally rewatched it and then rewatched it a couple more times after. It's arguably the best yeah. story of all of them. It is. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, like, that makes sense. Because, yeah. <laughs> um, Believe it or not, every single mission movie, even the first one, mm-hmm. they're all um, productions a mess. They don't have a script. They're mm-hmm. figuring out as they go. Like mm-hmm. every single one of them. Like seven is more obvious, <laughs> but the uh, like six you can tell. But five, like the fact that they pulled off like a cohesive story, like wow, good for them. Yeah. Good for them. It was strong. <laughs> now to the fun part. We are going to talk about the best modern day action celebrities not not characters not characters because otherwise it'd be iron man and captain america <laughs> actual actors human beings real life and uh like before i have five you have five um this time you should start off start so <laughs> i'll just start off at the top so um i i gave you one because they're they're going to be on a list no matter what yeah so I have Tom Cruise, boring choice, I know. <laughs> Don't worry, I got better ones. But uh, obviously, Tom Cruise is number, not number one, but he's on my list. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, he, 
he has so much passion for not just making movies, but for making great action movies, mm-hmm. trying to immerse the audience. And the fact that he's like 61, 61 now. Yeah. It's getting up there. <laughs> do his own fucking stunts running. He's probably on TRT. Good for him. Hey, <laughs> hey, babe, do whatever you need, man. <laughs> the fact that he surpassed Jim Phelps age from the first one. He's still like the lead hero. You know, <laughs> You got to give it to him. And he's literally, even though it may not seem like it, because, you know, all these casuals like, ooh, well, he's harnessed in. Ooh, this is safe. He's got a safety net. <laughs> the fact that there's still a chance that he might die <laughs> doing it's these stunts. Same things that these actual real stuntmen do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get the same. Like, just you, just because he's an actor, you can't say yeah. that, right? Yeah. It's stupid <laughs> to think of that way, yeah. And and I like the fact that I know the, I, I don't really know for sure, but you know how the Ringer guys, like Bill Simmons always says, like, how he's like bad at sports, bad at throwing things, yeah. but he's good at like other things. Like he's a wrestler from high school. So to me, in my mind, I'm like, oh, he's not a sports guy. He's a martial artist because <laughs> most martial artists are really bad at sports. <laughs> the martial arts are made for people who are bad at sports. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, he's in my camp. <laughs> That's how you relate to him. Well, so I much. love this guy. And we're around the same height. <laughs> like, I fucking love this guy. Yeah. I'm a bit taller. But yeah, I love this guy. <laughs> And it's crazy, like, from three and four, they're like, they wanted to write him off. They're like, mm. oh, he's too old for this. He, he can't do any more. And Tom's like, no. <laughs> well, he was in his late 40s when he made three. Yeah. Because in two, he was 40. One, he was, like, my age, like, 37, 36. That's crazy. He, he was up there. But he looked like a baby throughout, so, yeah. like, whatever. It's only in this movie that I really start to see his his age kind of like a you show. You, you see it in Ghost Protocol too. Rewatch that one because he's got like some man boobs going on. <laughs> he's got some gyno going on, probably some TRT or whatever. But like he, that, you can tell on that one too. Yeah. All right, right, go ahead. So my next one, another obvious one, I'll throw it out there. Uh, Keanu, like, <gasps> come on, <laughs> Keanu was like transcended generations of action movies. Like he was a '90s icon with like Point Break, Speed. Matrix uh, at the end of it, but then now he's got his like Keanu-sans with like John Wick and like he's like is he sixty now? Yeah, he's sixty. Sixty, and think. like doing the stuff he's doing for John Wick and all the training he's doing and. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, hold on, let me cut you. Oh, sorry. Okay, sorry. So John Wick is probably one of the best action series yeah. franchise going on right now. But do you think Mission is the better franchise because it's been around longer? I'm going to say it is. Like, that's just my thought. <laughs> I actually think the Mission Impossible franchise... Like, just from an action perspective, yeah. you mean? I think it's the greatest action franchise of all time. It's different kind of action, though. So, like, one's more, like, martial arts kind of paying homage to, like, martial arts. No, I'm movies. just talking about longevity. Like, well, longevity, obviously. Yeah. Like, longevity if, if and style. Wick keeps going like they may be doing for five and six, then we can start really comparing longevity and everything, but... For yeah, now they're only on four. <laughs> yeah, they're on four now, but losers. Five is gonna come up. Soon. <laughs> it just keeps growing, man. Like the yeah. audience for John Wick, everyone just loves it more. They and do, more they do. Uh, and they're, and they're still innovating. That's true. Although, yeah. And so is Cruz. He's innovating too. With stunts. <laughs> yeah, man. Arguably, they're probably like the best franchises of all time. Both yeah, of them, action wise. Action wise, yeah, yeah. Not the Terminator franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you count one movie from each. Genesis. <laughs> Anyways, keep going on Keanu. Uh, so what was it? Yeah, Keanu doing what he's doing at this age. Um, like I don't know. Like it's an obvious choice. So I, I don't really have much more to say from that. Okay, right on. Um, so my next pick. I actually don't 
didn't really want to put him on my list, but I had to due to just popularity. Okay. The Rock. <laughs> yeah. 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 Don't get me wrong. Super cool guy. Very charismatic. I like his energy. Yeah. He makes every movie better. Yeah. I still like his movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember the last movie I actually liked of his. Probably Faster. I kind of like Snitch. <laughs> Snitch was really good. Snitch too, yeah. and yeah, Faster is okay. Faster was good. Yeah. Faster is like going back to like the really. 90s I don't want to say grindhouse but it was like yeah well I tried the the diehard ripoff the tower whatever <laughs> nah, that one's called skyscraper yeah didn't do it for I me. couldn't get through that <laughs> I could it, I was pretty bored yeah San Andreas because that setup even the setup looked pretty cool you know he's like how can you mess up diehard and he's got a fake leg <laughs> <laughs> honestly handicap the rock <laughs> honestly what I should have done is I probably should have bumped him for Gerard Butler but I didn't Gerard oh, is not on my list I probably should have. I should have bumped him, but yeah. I just can't. He's so freaking popular, right? Yeah. Like, he's known in the casual eyes like this action star. Yeah, so he's I, supposed to be take over for Arnold. Like, they literally had the whole exchange in the rundown. Yeah, yeah. that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. All right. Your pick. Uh, so next one, I will go with a pick that I also did not really want to put on my list, but I had to, and it's uh, Jason Statham. Mm. Uh, because when you think of action movies, you think Jason Statham. Yep. But his actual movies, I don't, I can't really. They're actually not bad. I enjoy his movies more than The Rocks, personally. Probably more than The Rocks, yeah. Um, but I can't remember anything really from them. Oh, Maybe that's the, me. They're all the same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just tough all, guy walks. They're all westerns. Like I, I still the the one one I remember the most is is the transporter where like his big breakout and um the whole bice um bus sequence where he's like fighting on the. Um, I remember like a wild card, like that random <laughs> note direct to video one. It was on Netflix. I was like, ah, oh, I'll turn it on. Yeah. It was like actually pretty good. Is that the one with Jennifer Lopez? No, no, no. no. <laughs> That's Parker. Uh, Same movie. <laughs> they all have one word. Safe house. Oh, wait, no, that's Ryan Reynolds. Safe. That's one. That's another one. Safe yeah. is good too. Yeah. Like I, I generally enjoy his movies better than The Rocks. Funny enough, you know how we, uh, you know how we talk about. Well, I do. You know how I talk about like action scene rhythm? How there's the American blocky like boom boom, and then the jazz like Hong Kong style. Mm-hmm. So, a fight choreographer actually pointed out like the one time that he saw the styles mix was Jason Statham versus The Rock and Furious Seven. <laughs> really? Yeah, I was like, it's true. It's mm. true. When I watch it, I'm like, oh yeah, he's right. It's a very interesting mix doesn't quite work well because mm-hmm. I think ultimately you have to go one or the other. Mm-hmm. But that's like the one time that it went together. Yeah. Do you want to touch on uh, how much we hate Hobbs and Shaw? Or... Nah, it's a great movie. <laughs> when we put them both together. It's the greatest movie of all time. Yeah. All right. Who's your next guy? So speak of guy, when you said The Rock was supposed to be the next Arnold, I think this is the... I think this next guy was is actually the next Arnold. And I also think he's the next Stallone as well. Okay. I'm going with Chris Hemsworth. He can do what both of those guys can do. Mm-hmm. He can be the big, bulky, funny, you know, entertaining guy, being like, you know, muscle action scenes. But he also he can also be like the slimmer, smaller guy who gets beaten up, which is a key thing to being a great action. Gets beaten up and overcomes it mm-hmm. with like flash and style. Mm-hmm. And he does them both. He does it in the Thor. He's Arnold and Thor. And in Extraction 2, he's basically Stallone. I want to see him. I want to see his Rocky, though. <laughs> Can Does he have that in him? Maybe not. <laughs> I, I mean, you can't make another Rocky other than Michael B. Jordan. I can never see him as an underdog. That's <laughs> Who? Hemsworth? For some order, yeah. Yeah. 
He's big, but he at the very least he gets beaten up. Yeah, <laughs> gets beaten up. Love yeah. that guy. He holds his own. <laughs> he's, those he's, he's my favorite, Chris. Pine's my favorite. All right, uh, next one for me. I am going to go with Eco US. Oh, uh, Indonesian uh, from the Raid movies. Uh, for those that uh, are not up to date. Uh, yeah, raid movies. Gareth Edwards directed. Or wait, Gareth Evans. I always get those two mixed up. But anyways, raid movies, bringing Pensa Silat. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I butchered that pronunciation. Uh, but like him bringing that style into movies, and then uh, how much of a effect it has on action sequences since then, like, um, and like the raid one and two are like Hall of Fame action movies to me. So. Uh, yeah, he's got to be on the list. Hey, he's okay. <laughs> ah, whatever. Hey, he's okay. Those just kind of came and went. Yeah, he hasn't. He hasn't had his big role in Hollywood yet. Hey, yeah, they, they try to put him in stuff. Mal twenty two came and went. No one cares. I'm joking. I like the raid too. I'm not the biggest first raid fan. Well, from choreography wise. It's kind of complicated. I think the first movie's better as an overall movie. Mm-hmm. I just think the choreography is a lot better than two. Mm-hmm. That's just my take on it. Mm-hmm. But he does have a big uh, role coming up. He's the big bad in Expendables 4. <laughs> Sick. He fights uh, Statham. Nice. All right. Uh, let me look at my list here. Okay, so this is my personal favorite, and I would argue probably the only real tough guy in Hollywood. At least that's what he says. And that's Frank Grillo. (laughs) Nice. Hell yeah. I mean, the fact that, like, I think he's one of those guys where only real action fans know of that follow. He's another guy. He's, like, staying in like, obviously his movies aren't the best, but I still get a kick out of them. I like watching Grillo just being in there, like, solving problems, punch people in the face. (laughs) And the fact that he he has his own production company now with Joe Carnan, they're, like, besties. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so more roles co- are coming up. Like his last big movie was Boss Level. Unfortunately, that kind of, you know, due to the pandemic, that didn't get a wide release. Yeah. But like, it's a cult favorite. And the dude looks like a freaking superhero. Yeah. <laughs> like he looks like a G.I. Joe character. And I just love Frank Grillo. I need him in everything. Yeah. Everything. Like for me, he, he's got that like kind of superhero, look, but he's also like uh, every man in a way as yeah. well. With, with his look, so yeah, he, he, he nails like both parts of it. I think it's the way he carries himself. Like he's very, even though he's he's a tough, silent guy sometimes, but mm-hmm. just the way he moves, like he looks very approachable. He looks like, hey, how's it going, man? Let's go grab yeah. a beer, kind of guy. Wasn't he supposed to be in the raid remake? The he was, remake? but then that got canceled, right? Or yeah, so eventually, like him and Joe Carnahan were making, it, and what happened was. I think it was a rights thing where they couldn't use it. Mm. Like, that fell through. And then they were like, oh, we're just going to make our own movie. It's just yeah. not called The Raid. Then that fell through. Yeah. And then it was supposed to be Hemsworth Brothers after. And then, yeah. Because, yeah. unfortunately, it's, it's too bad. Like, even guys like Carnan, who's made, like, legit good movies, has a hard time finding funding. Have you enjoyed any of his action movies? Like, just from more of an action perspective. Smoking Ace is pretty sick. <laughs> That's a good movie. Yeah. I still think his first movie is probably the best one, the um, Narc. Oh, Narc, yeah. Like Ray Liotta? Yeah. Bar- boss level, he directed that. That's good, too. Yeah. Um, A-Team, bit of a miss. <laughs> um, Rampage, though. <laughs> did he direct Rampage? 
No, no, just Rampage Jackson was. Oh, in- <laughs> okay. <laughs> As Mr. T. Yeah, that was good. I mean, I like the actors, just the the overall product. But you know, you can chalk that up to mm-hmm. studio involvement. <laughs> this and that. Yeah. Uh, what's your next guy? All right, my next lady <laughs> is Charlize Theron. I had to throw her on here, like. Uh, so she's had uh, what was that movie called? The one on Netflix. I can't remember. Uh, but anyways, uh, that. But really, it was Atomic Blonde that just really cemented her place on the list. And uh, you, I, you hate it, but uh, Mad Max Fury Road, Furiosa, like an iconic character. Uh, the way she carried herself in action scenes. She was and, already gonna be the main character in that movie. Huh? It, she is. <laughs> it shouldn't have been even called Mad Max. <laughs> Should have been just called Fury Furiosa. Road. Yeah, just Fury, Fury Road. Road. Yeah. Now she's, they're getting a prequel without Charlie's, though. Oh. Yeah, she's pretty upset about that. Yeah. How could you not be? It's but Anya Taylor Joy, come on. <laughs> I love it's you. Good prequel. <laughs> good prequel I, I actors. I love you. I love you. <laughs> yeah. But, anyways, like with Atomic Blonde, the way she carried herself in the stairway fight, that won her. I'm going to put the question, quotation marks. But yeah, just um, her physicality and. The way she's taken to and like really thrown herself into the choreography and learning, um, so much respect for her. Well, that's the key, right? You gotta be willing to put in the time because yeah, I know Stahelski. I I don't think he named Brad Pitt, but I I think he heavily hinted mm-hmm. at Brad Pitt. <laughs> I I'm sure he didn't. I'm, they were they were friends, right? But I remember he was talking about the problem with choreography with actors. Like, okay, a character like you know a big name Hollywood actor like Brad Pitt would be like, okay, I don't have time. I'm here for like a like if a week, I get a, I need money to get paid yeah. for my twenty million dollar house. <laughs> I'm sure he wasn't talking about Brad Pitt, but because no, like, no. <laughs> they're friends with David Leach, right? But he mentions that like a lot of actors just aren't willing to do it. They're just like, nah, I need my twenty million dollar paycheck. Don't got time. Yeah. But Charlize puts in the time. Yeah, so good for her. Old Guard. That's the movie I was trying to think of, which is coming out with number two soon. So yeah. All right, your next. So next one I have is uh, it's actually my last one, and I had to throw him in because due to his age, and just he doesn't necessarily have an action style career, but you can see his traje- trajectory going that way. Uh, due to his he's he's like around our age, younger, so he's kind of like our group. He's up and coming. Not he's pretty established. Uh-huh. I went with Michael B. Jordan. Uh... Mm. Granted, he's cemented in the Creed franchise and Rocky, like he's a boxer, mm-hmm. drama actor, mm-hmm. primarily known as a drama actor. But look at him in look at him in the uh, Tom Clancy movie. Yes. Uh, what's it called again? Without remorse. Without remorse. Yes. A lot of people hate it. I like that movie. I thought it was a it was a '90s movie that you would see on your illegal box when you're 12, <laughs> twelve and nothing to do on a Friday night. Like, yeah. I freaking love that movie, and I love Michael B. Jordan in that movie, mm-hmm. especially. Um, we already know, we already know he has to do like he knows how to do. He looks good in boxing scenes, but in that one, he's doing like a legit fighting scene in the jail cell, nice. and um, he's a rising star, and I think he will carry the torch for action moving forward. Oh yeah, he's he's got one of these like. John Wick extraction type of roles in him. It's coming. You you know it's coming. It's coming. Like, it's gonna have a franchise. Like, if they do like a equalizer prequel and he's like Denzel's yeah. <laughs> like younger half or whatever, yeah, you mm-hmm. can see it coming. Like he's not too tall, but he's not short either. So he's like right in the middle. So you can do either. Yeah, just give him some lifts, and he's like six three. Yeah. Oh, uh, some honorable, honorable, ah, 
honorable mentions. Gerard Butler, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, and I, don't, I don't really like this movie that much. I just like his Olympus movies, the Fallen movies. And um, this next guy, he doesn't have enough, but I think he's another big star on the rise. Alan Richardson. Yeah. Yep. From um, Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher, yeah. Oh, he's... he's Man. Oh. oh. He's a... He can carry the torch. He's the next Arnold. It's funny, because the only thing I saw him before that was, like, some funny like comedy thing like yeah something he, mountain blue blue, blue mountain. mountain state or something like <laughs> yeah. that he, like he played like this loser jock guy yeah. plus he is <laughs> Raphael. pretty funny in the... he's Raphael the ninja turtle <laughs> like the, the the like um motion capture and all yeah. that stuff yeah. yeah the voice too oh, that was him nice anyways oh my fifth uh since you skipped me and then just went right to honorable mentions uh i have donnie yen <laughs> who Modern wise in Hollywood is what I'm more focusing on for this list. So he's now really gotten bigger in the Hollywood eyes. Uh, more so for like Star Wars and then John Wick, obviously. So um, just everything that he's been in recently is like he's like basically stolen the screen and like stolen everything, <laughs> stolen the movie from like out under like John Wick and the whole Star Wars franchise and everything. So. Uh, I had to include him on the list. It's pretty funny how he is basically doing the exact same thing <laughs> over 30 years ago, yep. and no one cared. <laughs> when he was in Highlander, <laughs> he did the action for that, and he did basically just do the same shtick now with a cocky, cool guy, and no one cared. Like, Blade uh, 2? <laughs> Blade 2 was in there, too. But he didn't talk, though. But he did the action only. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, he's one of those... It's almost like fighters who, like, Fighters who join the UFC and don't do well, then they go like Robbie Lawler, for example, goes in other promotions, like kicks ass and comes back, wins the world title. Yeah. That's kind of like what Dottie did because he, he gave up on Hollywood. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do my own action movies back home. Mm-hmm. And then they just won him and now he's back. <laughs> and I mean, they, they can totally continue the John Wick series without Keanu. <laughs> just, yeah, just, just follow just him, Donnie. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that does it for this episode, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate, review, subscribe. Check out our YouTube page, Ethan on Action. And we will be back.